Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Close Screening. I'm Zach. And I'm Nicholas. So on today's episode, while it's still early January, mid-January, we're going to be looking at our most anticipated films of the calendar year. That is 2021. 2021. It's For here. those future listeners who may be listening in the year 2031. We kind of already started this a little bit with our Minari at the end of our A24 podcast. I do have that one listed. But we'll start off a film that comes out. We'll record. What's today's date? The 19th? The 19th. So I've got a, my first film comes out in 10 days. Okay. It's called The Little Things. The Little Things. Tell me about that one because I, I did not come across that one. So it is HBO Max's first, like the Warner Brothers' first film of the year that's releasing on oh, streaming in, and theaters at the same time. I feel like Wonder Woman didn't really count. Yeah. It was like the it was yeah. like the test run, I feel like. So I don't I haven't watched the trailer for this one. But it has Denzel Washington and he's like a a rugged cop close to retirement type character and pulled out of it to try to arrest Jared Leto's serial killer character. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to be any good, (laughs) but I'll be interesting to see what the numbers that it pulls because it's going to be splitting revenue. That's going to be the interesting about the Warner Bros films coming out this year is what they're going to be doing box office wise theatrically and what, and I also just wonder what the numbers are going to be for HBO Max subscribers. Yeah. I still on my free trial till the twenty fourth. <laughs> but I think they've convinced me enough to There you go. To keep on. It was part of their master plan all along. And there's a bunch of these movies that are coming out on like Hulu too, and I'm canceling Hulu. So I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> well, uh I guess I'll move on to mine. Uh I'm not quite as organized as Zach today. I don't know if I necessarily have them in release date order. I'll try to get as close as I can. So I'm going to move us to February. We can always jump back to January or whatever oh, month I'm we need to. That was my only January. Okay, sweet. There's not much coming out this month. Yeah, that's kind of weak. Um, my first most anticipated film of 2021 comes out February 5th, and it is Malcolm and Marie. Uh, this that is... That's uh, my second one. Oh, is it? So, th- yeah, this is one of the first films to be uh, shot completely during Corona. It was shot during the summer. And it reconnects uh, fan favorite, especially for me, Zendaya, with her Euphoria creator, Sam Levinson. Um, I'm just very excited for this film just because I love Zendaya and I love uh, the other actor in this film, John David Washington, who we loved in Tenet and we loved in Black Klansman however you want to say it, and Kansman. many people don't know this, but he's Denzel Washington's son. That's right. Which I thought was crazy yeah. when I first heard it. Uh, honestly, I don't know why I couldn't put connect the dots at first, but yeah. I mean, Washington's a pretty common last It is name. a common, yeah. But uh, no, I'm just, just based off the town alone. Um, I haven't seen Euphoria. I've heard really good things. The fact that Zendaya and uh, uh, Sam Levinson are reuniting for this project, I'm, I'm sure it'll deal with addiction depression i'm sure it's going to be a very heavy film but yeah, it seems that's like one of those where the just based off the all-star talent alone i'm totally there i mean it seems like the whole movie is going to be taking place in their house one like one or two rooms yeah it seems like they're the only two characters in the entire film yeah because it centers around 
John David Washington's character. I don't know. I guess his name is Malcolm. He unveils his newest film and he goes back to his house and he's awaiting the critical response to it. Okay. See, I, I didn't even know that much into it. That sounds good. I'm excited. And I, they really haven't even released a trailer. No, yeah. They did that Netflix one movie a week yeah, thing. Yeah. And it only highlighted maybe 20 seconds of it. Yeah. So I, I guess less is more sometimes. That's right. Um, the one cool thing, little tidbit I saw in this was that apparently Sam Levinson wrote this film over the span of a week. So Damn. I don't this I don't know if this was passion project or if it just came to him and he just wrote it all in a furious passion. But I think that's kind of cool. I don't know. I thought that was a cool little tidbit. My next film is one we've already talked about on the podcast, Minari. Yeah, I guess technically it came out in 2020 to limited release, mm-hmm. but I have not been granted the privilege of viewing this film yet. So. Yeah. It's releasing on a wide audience. I, I don't know if it's going to come to theaters or... In, I think it's coming to theaters. I don't know if it's going to any streaming service. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure about but that. But that comes out on February 12th. There you go. We yeah. won't... We're, we're both excited one. for that one. Yeah, we've already talked about it. Yeah. In fact, I'm sure we'll probably do a deep dive episode specifically for Minari at some point. Among others. Um, my next one, I'm jumping all the way to April 2nd. So we'll probably have to <laughs> come back. Uh, but, but it is none other than No Time to Die, starring... I got that one, yeah, too. I figured. Uh, essentially, this is uh, Daniel Craig coming back to play 007 himself, James Bond, for the fifth and, sounds like, final yeah, time. I think he's straight up said, like... Yeah. I think it it's, was kind of hard to get him to come back to do this last one. Yeah. I thought I'd heard that, too. Yeah. Um, Have you seen, you've seen Spectre, right? Yes, I did. And that's the thing. I don't... For some reason, I don't I don't really remember anything about oh, Spectre. It was so unremarkable. Yeah, like it, I I can tell you most of the same stuff that happened in like Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, right? Skyfall, Spectre, wh- horrible. Yeah, I, so I don't know why I'm particularly excited for No Time to Die. I love the title. I don't. I've gone on record several times saying this is like my favorite movie title ever for no reason at all. But it sounds like a like a classic James Bond. It does. Title. It just sounds so cool. But I'm just excited just because, obviously, it's Daniel Craig's last hurrah as James Bond. Um, this film has been very much delayed. Uh, oh, my. Okay, so back <laughs> last March, this film got ridiculed for pushing its release date back an entire year. Yeah. It was the first film to do it. Yeah. I was pissed. I was like, why the hell would you need to do that? Yeah. Is it going to be over in, like, two weeks? Yeah. But... They knew something that we didn't. Yep. Good on. And is honest, this, is this? I think it's MGM. Yeah. I can't remember it? if it was like MGM or Paramount or whatever. Good for them, whoever it is. But I think as we're talking about this, we should put a little asterisk that these could all be subject oh, to yeah. change. We This could very well turn into most anticipated films of 2022 when because all is said and done. We're approaching 400,000 COVID deaths. And things are not slowing down. This is your daily update, folks. But you didn't not to get, to get too news political. On this podcast, did you? The inauguration is tomorrow. Yeah, and there are. He has plans. Will they work out? Hopefully, TBD. To be determined. TBD, just like the release date of these films. But right. uh, uh, yeah, I'm. 
I love Daniel Craig. Um, I'm just ready for this just popcorn action flick. Yeah. I'm curious to see what how the film ends, just because I want to know where the franchise is going. Um, but yeah, for those reasons alone, it makes my most anticipated. Yeah, list. I was not impressed with Spectre, so I'm hoping this will be a good send off for Mr. Craig. Yeah. Um, my next one is Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, that one almost made my list. It is the story of Fred Hampton, chairman of the Illinois Black Panther Party, and his fateful betrayal by FBI informant William O'Neill. It's got Lakeith Stanfield as William O'Neill, and I'm going to butcher his last name, Daniel Kalua. Is that how you say it? That sounds good to me. That's how I would have pronounced it. I love both of these actors. I think they all they both have a amazing future. So I'm just looking really forward to that one. And that one comes out the same day as Minari on February 12th, 2021. It's going to be a busy day. I haven't watched the trailer. I'm I'm trying to not watch trailers this year. Yeah, you know, I I find that not watching trailers has actually been a fun thing for me to do cuz I used to be obsessed with watching every little clip and oh, yeah. TV spot and trailer that ever came out for any film I was interested in, but it's it's kind of cool just to go in not knowing what to expect. Moving on, uh, April 23rd, I have my next most anticipated film as Quiet Place Part 2. Ooh, I, I don't, don't have that one. Okay. Did you, did you watch the first Quiet Place film? Yeah. Ooh, a little trepidation there in the voice. I mean, it was okay. So I loved it. Well, see, and I, I'm not a big horror film either, too. Horror film fan. But I something about that film was just so suspenseful and fun. And Emily Blunt and John Krasinski... They're just dynamic in that film was so cool. And I know that he's not necessarily going to be in this one. Like I, I, I know think, I think he, they're going to do flashbacks. Well, yes, they're going to show how it all started. Yeah, right. It's so basically despite spoilers for quiet place, the first one, but yeah, John Krasinski's character ends up dying in the first film. And so he's left with, uh, we're, we're left. The audience is left with Emily Blunt, uh, and her children essentially surviving in the world or continuing to survive. Um, but yeah, he, John Krasinski is directing the sequel. There are flashback scenes. It seems like it's going to jump between the present following Krasinski's death and the flashbacks of how these creatures appeared and what happened to the world. So I'm just really excited because I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that first film, especially as someone who does not care for horror suspense films at all. Another postponement of the pandemic era. That one made me so sad. Um, that one, if it, if it gets good reviews, maybe I'll go see it, but I'll let you know how it is to bring me back into a theater post COVID era. I've got to be really invested in fair enough. Wanting to see a film. I can understand that. So my next one was an, is another 2020, 2020 limited release. Nomadland. Oh, I haven't heard about that one either. Tell me about that one. I've heard a lot of people that are praising it. I don't know how they're watching it. I don't know if I'm missing something. This is early review access, you know? It's got a 96 meta score on Metacritic.com. Holy cow. It has 88 awards nominations and 60... Okay, hold on. 88 wins and 60 nominations. Holy... My goodness. So it follows a woman that has lost everything in the Great Recession... 
and she embarks on a journey through um, the American West living in a van as a modern-day nomad. That sounds really, really cool, actually. I'm not just saying that. It stars Frances McDormand. She was in uh, Three Billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. She's good. Did she, did she win the Academy Award for that film? Maybe. I don't remember. That's a question for somebody else. But this one comes out on a wide release on February 19th. What is the title of that film again, one more time? Nomadland. Nomadland. One word. That's cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to check that out now. I did not come across that one. And I think it might be coming to Hulu. Okay. Cool. Cool, I, cool, cool. I think I read that because I guess Disney owns it now. Yeah. They said not to Disney Plus, to Hulu. Folks, just go ahead and buy every streaming service that's available. Hulu, HBO Max, Disney Plus. Discovery Plus. Discovery Plus. Did you see that Paramount Plus is coming out soon? I, I heard the. What what's, what's, what's all the pluses? What is, what is the plus? Because like you got Disney, plus. <laughs> I feel like Disney should. I don't know. Put a stop to all the plus plus going on now. Disney's gonna own everything. They're gonna they're gonna buy everything, and then they're gonna say we're gonna wrap all these streaming services into one package, and we're gonna have cable again. Maybe that's Paramount's way of saying that Disney's already bought them. Anyway, moving along. Uh, my next film comes out May 21st and it is Godzilla versus Kong. And just like No Time to Die, this one I'm looking forward to just for the pure spectacle, just for the just battle of the century. I just want to see how Godzilla and Kong are going to fight. I'm pretty sh- they moved that up to May- to March. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, okay. There we go. My intel is is wrong. And that's the thing. I'm, I'm going to be all over the place here with dates and announcements, but even better. Yeah, yeah no, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is one of those that's going to uh, premiere on HBO Max the same day it's released in theaters. Um, it is essentially the crossover sequel to Godzilla King of the Monsters and Kong Skull Island. And I'm just looking forward to see, honestly, I'm just looking forward to see how Kong is going to stand a chance against Godzilla. Have you seen, you haven't seen the new images? Yeah, did you that just this past week they, they released images? They bulked him up. That's what I'm saying. I thought Kong, like Kong's, like supposed to like scr- uh, straddle skyscrapers. He's not like the size of like ten skyscrapers. I don't I know why he's so big now. I haven't seen Kong Skull Island. I don't remember anything Godzilla. about it. Godzilla came or out Godzilla so long 2? ago. Wait, there was a Godzilla two. Yeah, the original Godzilla had Brian Cranston in it. Oh, I thought that was the only one they made. And then they made the one with the girl from Stranger Things. Oh. See, I'm way far behind. They got the, the prequel King Kong movie. Wow. Because when, when the first Godzilla came out, I remember Brian Cranston was in it. That, yeah, he the was. Two things I remember for that film was seeing Brian Cranston and seeing Godzilla like open his mouth and do the atomic scream or something. I haven't seen any of these movies, but they moved it up to Friday, March 26th. Oh, awesome. Well, I'm just looking forward just to, again, popcorn action flick. Bring it on. Yeah, some escapism. Um, so my next film, I'm still in February. And my next film is The Father. Starring Olivia Coleman and Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Olivia Coleman gave a career best performance in The Favorite in 2019. That's my recommendation of the day. If you haven't seen Yargos Lanthimos' The Favorite, starring Olivia Coleman. Rachel Wise and Emma Stone. Go watch that. 
And I mean, Anthony Hopkins is what? When's the last time Anthony Hopkins has been in the film? Like, what has he done recently? He's great, but I don't. He was in the Two Popes last year. Huh. He was nominated for an Academy Award. Wow, good for him. So the the plot follows Anthony Hopkins as the father, and he's. I did watch the trailer for this one, so I've con- contradicted my previous statement about five minutes ago. <laughs> um, he is an aging old man who I, th- I think they're implying that he's struggling with dementia, and he's refusing any sort of help that his daughter, played by Olivia Coleman, wants to give him. And it's about him trying to hold on to the life that he's had while coming to terms with the fact that his health is declining rapidly. And it and also how Olivia Coleman feels like she's being pushed away and just she just wants to help him and it's based off of a play, a French play, and the director has been called the greatest playwright of the 21st century. It's a lot of hype. And that one comes out on February 26th. Okay. And the director's name is, hold on, Florence Zeller. Cool. These all, these all sound pretty good. I'll have to check these out. Uh... Before I move on to my next most anticipated film, I have to throw out a dishonorable mention. Fast and Furious 9. Why are these films still being made? How can they still be Do you, made? Th- there's one word. It's called money. <laughs> Do you see what these films gross, Nicholas? Apparently, that Hobbs and Shaw film made, I want to say it made like a quarter of a billion dollars and i'm like who's seeing these films talk about escapism like i know why when fast and furious 7 came out back in 2015 that was paul walker's right that was a big deal because it was paul walker and everything and i know that one like it's one of the highest grossing films of all time which kind of still baffles my mind but who's seeing these have you seen these films i don't i personally don't know a single person who's ever went to the theaters to watch one of these films. that's okay so I wanted to see the Fast and Furious 7 in theaters at the time just because it was a big deal. But we didn't because, short story, my brother said, we can't see it because we didn't see the first six, even though I told him that's not how these films work. But anyway, I digress. He ended up actually seeing one of them in theaters, but I don't think he liked it. I don't know anyone who watches them. I don't know anyone who likes them. I don't know how they're grossing this much. Anyway, I mean, Fast and I've, Furious 9. They probably do pretty well in international markets. Yeah, I'm sure they do dishonorable mention but whenever you see a film set in china or they go to china know this film's gonna make a billion dollars oh absolutely that, that's fair when in doubt set your film in china for the <laughs> final act there we go um i will move on to one i am excited for um june 18th i believe is luca yep got that one too luca is the latest pixar adventure set on the italian riviera where a young boy named luca enjoys a blissful summer of gelato and fun with a new friend alberto but alberto is hiding a secret he's actually a sea monster i did not know that was the plot (laughs) i saw i watched the like the disney their investors day like press conferences they did? Sure. Yeah, that presentation. And they showed like a little clip. I did not know that his friend was a sea monster. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but it looks beautiful. It both I'm saying. And, and I feel like, sorry if I cut you off. No, go for it. But Italy seems just such like a right place for that style of animation. Absolutely. I was about to say, when you combine Italy and the fact that this film's probably going to deal very heavily with aquatic scenery, it's going to look fantastic. And I'm riding the wave that is Pixar right now after Soul. I feel like I'm the only person in the world that didn't really like Soul. I mean, it was okay. It's I didn't blasphemous. I didn't I heard all these people say that it was profound and they were crying at multiple points. You must have been on, on your phone or something. No, I I, <laughs> I was I watched the whole I didn't touch my phone once. High on drugs or something. That's a great film right there. You can't I tell me like otherwise. It's not even an opinion. It's just they straight up fact. They, just, they didn't say anything like profound <laughs> that made me question my entire life. People told me that their entire life view was changed forever. What did Soul do that Inside Out didn't do? Already already touch on. Fair enough. I don't know. So inside, see, I thought Inside Out was kind of eh. I thought that one was... I didn't... I, I thought Inside Out was just too depressing for a children's movie. Very. Well... Honestly, all these Pixar films are getting a little too depressing. They're it's very heavy. I don't, I don't know if, if I had like a six or seven year old son. I mean, I don't know. I guess they wouldn't understand the the larger themes, but I don't know. As a parent, I don't even know if I want to see these films. I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I'm very excited for Luca. I'm I'm riding the Pixar wave right now. I'm high on it. Hopefully, that one will come to theaters. Yeah, hopefully. I haven't been to a movie in over a year. No, no, my last, you know, you know what my last theater experience was? It was Tenet. Oh, we did go. Never mind. Yeah. Before that. What was it? Fantasy Island on Valentine's Day. <laughs> One of the worst movies I have ever seen. Yikes. Anyway, I'll move on to a film that comes out on March 12th, The King's Man. I almost had that one. You haven't even seen... The first two Kingsmen, though, have you? I told myself that I was going to read the comic book series before I'd just watch those films, but I just never have. I've seen parts of the film, and I love, um, uh, what's his name? Egerton? Taron? Taron. I love him. Um, I, I heard they're really good. So I, what I'll probably do is when this film comes out, I'll just binge the first two and then just go watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic about this. I don't know if we needed a prequel to a series that's awaiting a third entry prequels are always scary um was this was the second film good i know the first one was good was the second kingsman a good film i didn't like it as much as the first one it's very was it like really like a real drop off or like just slightly not a big drop off but it was they definitely leaned into the more actiony less grounded story okay Fair enough. I won't tell you anything about it. That's fine. But I, I, at least it didn't turn you off to the idea of another Kingsman film, it no. sounds like. Because I know Taron wants to do one more. Right. I don't know why you... It could. I don't know. I'm not in the studio, but I would have pushed a third film before I made a prequel. Fair enough. But yeah. I mean, I hope it's good. Yeah. It's another one of those action films. I just want to watch an action film in theaters. Yeah, I can understand that. The uh, next film I'm going to spotlight, I'm jumping way ahead now to August 6th, it looks like. 
is The Suicide Squad by James Gunn, who most people traditionally know from the Guardians of the Galaxy films. He is jumping to the distinguished competition, working for Warner Bros. and DC Comics to create a quasi-sequel? Soft reboot? Soft reboot of The Suicide Squad, which was not very good. Um, but this The way I see the original Suicide Squad, it was a hour and a half, two-hour m- music video <laughs> for, Bo- for Bohemian Rhapsody, a song that came out <laughs> 35 years before that film. That's pretty good. Oh, my goodness. This yeah, that, that film was terrible. I, I just don't know why you take such grounded characters and then make your antagonist a witch. Supernatural. I, I, don't, do I, don't, I don't understand. Anyway. This is DC's last chance for me. <laughs> yeah. If they you say that. Like, James Gunn should be the right guy to do this. James Gunn should be the perfect guy for this film. But, you know what? I'm going to say it. The trailer thing they put out, It's. I don't think it's looking good. We'll see. There's how many characters? 30 characters There's in a this lot. film. So basically the cast um, among a ton of people features Viola Davis, Margot Robbie, Taika Waititi, Sylvester Stallone, Idris Elba, Jai Courtney, and Pete Davidson. That's a lot of figures. It's a lot of... A lot of them have got to die in like the first... Oh, for sure. Hour and a half. Like first two acts, right? You can't... You cannot support a film. Right. That's literally the problem that the Justice League had is yeah, there's too many characters. You cannot give these characters like the time that they need to develop them. And right, I know the Suicide Squad's a little different. Yeah, obviously the concept of the squad is essentially that they're very expendable. So I expect to see a lot of deaths very early on. Yeah, they only how many did they kill off in the first one? One. I can't even remember. No, two. The the dude that turned into like the devil. He oh, died. Uh, El Diablo. Yeah, and then the one guy got his head blown off in the very beginning. Uh, See, I can't remember. The film's just so forgettable. But yeah, this James Gunn, obviously, is a very fun director. He seems to... I mean, he understands what makes a fun superhero film, just based off the Guardians films. And the Suicide Squad, with this cast and Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn returning, they're very fun characters. And it's a very fun concept if you do it right. So in theory, this should be a, a home run. Or at least decent, at the very least. Yeah, I feel like, in some ways, Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy are pretty similar. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, he should be able to make something good out of that. Right. And for me, I'm huge comic book fan, specifically DC Comics, so I'm I'm very very excited for this film. But I'm I'm skeptical still, which is, I guess, a reprimand on DC more than James Gunn. So my next film. Is Last Night in Soho, coming out April 23rd. I did read about this one. Edgar Wright, he's one of my favorite directors. I love Edgar Wright. We can talk about Baby Driver, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I'm still upset that Marvel let him go, let him walk from Ant-Man. Yeah, I know. He's still a producer, though. And his his footprint is definitely on the film, the first one. Yeah, no offense, uh, Peyton Reed. Mm -hmm. Peyton, yeah. Isn't he? Uh, Yeah. Is he jumping on to... He's not doing Fantastic Four, is he? That's John Watts, John Spider-Man Watts. guy. Um, but there's not much info on Last Night in Soho other than the release date. There's a few set photos and there's a tiny little plot synopsis set in 1960s London where a girl gets to meet her 
fashion designer icon. And I'm pretty sure there are it's there have been reports that it could be up to four hours long. Oh, holy cow. And it's maybe a horror film. But either way, I'll be sitting in my butt in the theater to watch it. Nice. I have no release date for this film. It is The title of it is called 3,000 Years of Longing. And it is written and directed by George Miller. It stars Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton. Not much has been shared about this film, but it's been described as a two-handed epic love story. That is the opposite of Fury Road about a woman who travels to Istanbul and encounters a genie. And honestly, I'm just really excited because I love Idris Elba. I love Tilda Swinton and I'm a fan of George Miller. So I'm going to see it. Interesting. I have not heard of that. There's no, you said there's no release date. Uh, it, it just says September and that may not even be right. Yeah. Mad Max. According to Variety. All right. Well, I'll definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, skipping over Luca. Uncharted is my next one. Comes out July 16th. This will probably be really bad. <laughs> but I love the video game franchise. There's not much else to say. I, I don't know if the route that Sony's taking with making him young is the right, right route. I saw that's been a point of controversy. But we'll have to see. Tom Holland... I I don't know what I mean he's okay. You you love Tom Holland or you just don't care about him. Um Mark Wahlberg plays Sully. I'm not a I'm not a Mark Wahlberg fan. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's films, the scripts, if it's just him, but honestly it, it kinda he turns me off to any of his films to be honest. Really? Yeah. I don't know. That's just my one thing. I, I he's okay. I don't have any strong opinions one way or the other. But I hope it'll be good. They got the people that made the video game making the script. And I know they did a couple like revises to the script, which is never a good sign when you have to push back filming to redo a script. Nope. Yeah, that's always problematic. I mean, it'll probably make a bunch of money. Oh, for sure. Anyway. Yeah. So based off the cast, for sure. That's it for me on that one. Sweet. I have, I, I know this is on your list, and I believe the release date is October 1st. Could be wrong. Again, this is Variety. It is Dune. Is Dune October 1st? Mm-hmm. Is that? Okay. Um, honestly, you can probably speak more to it than I can, but just based off the cast, we have Zendaya, Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, Dave Bautista, Jason Momoa, Javier Bardem, and... Bardem, yeah. Uh, and gosh, the the main guy whose name I can never pronounce, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet, yeah. Chalamet. Okay, so they said it right. Um, one of those that's premiering in theaters the same day as it's premiering for free on HBO Max. This is the long-awaited Dennis, and I'm gonna butcher this name too, Villeneuve remake of the uh, sci-fi epic, also based off a book. It follows Timothy Chalamet as a young duke named Paul At- Atreides something leading a battle to control the desert planet Arrakis 
Yeah, this is Dune's basically like the last science fiction epic that hasn't been adapted. I guess it ha- it was adapted by David Lynch in the 80s. Right. But it was a little too ambitious for the time. Yeah. The I know a lot of people are looking forward to a good, faithful adaptation. And based off the trailer, it looks good. Based off the early buzz, it sounds like it's going to it's going to be a, a good film. I was actually really upset when it didn't come out this past year. Oh, it was too. And I know that basically the sequel of this film is going to depend on the money that it generates. Oh, for sure. And it it doesn't look good because we're going to be coming off a pandemic. Who even knows if it's going to be over by October. October. So and then you're already going to be splitting the box office revenue. Yeah, because it's going to be on HBO Max. And at this point, too, in October, I'd have to imagine that people will be used to the idea of watching their movies for free on HBO Max, or they're going to be jealous that they can watch these films for free on HBO Max and they'll subscribe to it, and then no one will see it. I hope that it's they look at it and say, oh, it lost a blank amount of money. It must have flopped. Because I have, I feel like it's going to be a good film. Oh, I think so, too. And I hope that they look at the number, like just the numbers of people that are streaming it. I know it's going to be hard because if I have $15 a month for HBO Max, I can sit four people down and watch the film instead of buying four tickets. Yeah. And if everyone does that, the success of is not going to look that good. Yeah. So it's in a really weird spot. And I hope, I just hope it's like critically acclaimed audiences love it. And they are almost forced to make a sequel, even if it yeah. lost a lot of money. I hope they do. So my next one, I'm still in August, is Old by M. Night Shyamalan. Mm. The plot is being kept under wraps. So we can't really talk much about what's going to be going on in it. And I didn't watch... What was the name? Glass. I never saw Glass. Yeah. But I have seen like The Sixth Sense, The Village. I've seen a lot of his films. Be them good or bad. And Split was a nice return to form in his suspense horror genre. Right. I mean, I don't I don't even know if old will be something I want to watch. Because I don't know what it's gonna be about. That's right. But Hopefully, it's good. I'm sure it will be. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just group together a couple of films. Uh, because my next one comes out November 5th. And it is Marvel's The Eternals. Um, but doing this, I think I'm going to go ahead and just group all of these films together. Including Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Shang-Kai. I think depending on lexicon deviation, it could be either one. Um, and I'll throw in there Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Morbius the Living Vampire, as uh, Spider-Man, right? And Spider-Man 3, excuse yeah, that's the one I was looking for. Um, but I'm very excited for the Eternals, um, just because Marvel's turning to a new series of characters to essentially jumpstart another era of world building. Um, and for those of you who are unfamiliar, the Eternals are superheroes, more specifically, they're immortal aliens who have hidden on Earth for thousands of years. They must reunite to save the world from the deviants, 
um, who look to be the newest uh, post-Thanos big bad for the Marvel Universe. And uh, this film is has a pretty cool cast, too. It includes Angelina Jolie, which will be interesting. Kit Harington, for those Game of Thrones fans out there. There's a couple Game of Thrones actors yeah. here. Um, uh, an actor I love, uh, whose name I will horribly butcher, Kumail Nanjiani and Salma Hayek. Um, uh, for me, I love the concept of the Eternals. I think this film is going to be one of those that sort of pushes the boundaries of what a Marvel film can be. And I think it's just going to be really cool and fun. And like yeah. I said, I'm just going to kind of group it with just all the Marvel films in general, just because that's who I am. Yeah, this is my next film on my list of you. We're going to talk about it. There you go. Um, I'm excited because it's the first like truly new property in the MCU. And yeah, what seems like years. Exactly. And I, what I want to get out of it, I feel like it should be like a visual spectacle. It should be. And that's the thing. I and gosh, I I apologize because I do not have the director at all. I, I bet I could look it up real quick. But I know that whoever the director is of the film um, was given almost complete creative control by Kevin Feige. I think they they basically said that. Let's see. Does it say? Does it say? Does it say? I apologize. I'm pulling it up. Oh, here we go. Chloe Zhao, whose name I also probably mispronounced. Yeah, but I heard that. Uh, like this is one of the most freeing projects that Marvel has let their essentially the director, screenwriters, everybody just have free reign over. So that should be really fun. Yeah, that's probably honestly it's probably it's like the only superhero film that I'm actually excited for. I could give two craps about Black Widow. <laughs> you know my feelings on Black Widow. Yep. Venom, don't really care. Yeah, that's what, if it was a normal non-pandemic time, I honestly would not be super excited for any of these. But just the amount of superhero content I'm gonna get this year, I'm just so excited. I've been depraved of it for so long. Yeah, the last film was the last Spider-Man, right? Far from 20, Home, 2019, July, July 2019, I believe. But WandaVision came out last week. Ooh, I love WandaVision. So th- I'm on my last film. I got one. Uh, I got two more, and there's no release date for this one yet. I'm assuming because of the cast, okay, it's going to be an award season, late November, early December mm-hmm. film. Don't look up. Do you have that? This is on your list. That's, oh, is that the, oh, that's the title. Yeah, it's called Don't Look Up. Oh, I wasn't telling nope. you not to. Look no, up. yeah, no, <laughs> that's that's not on my list. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio, ah. Jennifer Lawrence, Chris Evans, Timothy Chalamet, Kate Blanchett, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, Ron Perlman, Matthew Perry, Ariana Grande, Tyler Perry, and Kid Cudi. What in the world? That... I thought Dune and the Suicide Squad had an all-star cast. What in the world? The story and follows... And you said Don't Look Up. It's called Don't Look Up. story follows two low-level astronomers who must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. You had told me that cast. I would never have been able to tell you that that was going to be the plot synopsis of that film. Sounds like a drama, right? 
It does. Directed by Adam McKay. Famous director. Works very closely with Will Ferrell. That's right. On projects like Step Brothers. Yep. Anchorman. Yep. The other guys. So this is going to be a comedy. I'm sold. I'm so sold. Don't look up. You said, and you said no release date, correct? No release date. All says 2021. It's coming out on Netflix. It's on their little teaser they have. Okay, cool. It's the last. Have you seen? Have you watched the thing? Mm-mm. It has Jennifer Lawrence and a bearded Leonardo DiCaprio. I know on Twitter, the beard was all the rage. <laughs> Them getting out of what looks like to be a cargo plane. Yeah. That's all the footage we have. Dang. That looks awesome. Or it sounds awesome, I should say. Holy cow. All right, that, that may have just shot itself up to the very top of my most anticipated It could films. come out as soon as tomorrow. Who I knows? hope. No release date. Shoot, I hope. <laughs> so you never know. That's awesome. Well, I'll go ahead and finish this off here. Uh, I guess I have two. Uh, one of them I'll just say very quickly. It has no release date. I just love this franchise. It is Jackass 4. I don't know when it's coming out. I know Johnny Knoxville and they just Steve-O the were right? both went to the hospital after like day one of filming. So I'm just so excited. I love Jackass and I, the films are amazing. So I uh, watched, I've watched this TV show, but never seen the movie. You should see the movies. They're somehow that's 10 times better than the show, which seems nine near impossible. Uh, but yeah, uh, just for me, I'm looking forward to that one. But I'll finish this off with uh, a film that does not have a release date. Uh, the film is titled Annette. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and read the description that Variety has here. French director Leos Corex, sorry Leos, is set to make his English language debut with Annette, a musical film starring Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard. Cotillard? I know that name, but I can't pronounce it. Um, Annette tells the story of a stand-up comedian and his world-famous soprano wife, but their lives take an unexpected turn when their daughter, Annette, is born. Honestly, I'm just looking forward to it because love Adam Driver. He made my top 10 list of favorite films with Marriage Story. I loved La La Land. I think musicals still have a place in today's landscape, and I'm just curious to see what it's, how it's going to look, how it's going to be. So that's how I'm going to finish my list. Where did you hear about this? Variety. Interesting. Never heard of it. Yeah, I. I'm not. I, a, I'm not I a had big no idea this thing was a, this project was even a thing. Not a big musical guy. Yeah. Can Adam Driver sing? I, I, that's the thing. I mean, he sang a little bit in Marriage Story, but right, because I know that there's a ton of other musicals like In the Heights and West Side Story coming out. But I, I'm, I'm usually not interested in those types of films. So, I, but this one, for whatever reason, I am. Hot take of the day. You, you pulled it out of me <laughs> steven spielberg i'm talking to you <laughs> indiana jones five Ooh. was supposed to be your correction of <laughs> the atrocity that was kingdom of the crystal skulls terrible film and you have the audacity to leave the project that you created <laughs> to direct a remake of West Side Story. Hey, you never know. It's maybe his his biggest passion project in years. I don't care. 
Make time. I don't care. I will not see Indiana Jones 5 now because of that. Isn't it James Mangold who's who's directing that one? I don't care who it is. Logan Boy? You know who? It could be Martin Scorsese. Yeah. It could be Coppola. I will not see it. <laughs> is, is Indiana Jones 5 coming out in 2021 or is that No, later? it's... it's I don't even... Harrison Ford will probably be dead before I was about to say, out. is he going to make it? Also, Can, how are they going to address Shia LaBeouf? No, Steven Spielberg said, I'm not even going to try anymore. <laughs> Cancel the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I'm, I'm, now I'm pissed. Yeah. No, those... In the Heights and West Side Story look terrible. Don't they look my, just awful. Don't tell my sister that. She's super excited for uh, it in the I Heights. Was, I was about to say, don't tell my brother, because he, he looks at In the Heights trailer, and he wants to see that film more than anything. And I don't understand. I'm just not a big musical fan. I'm just not either. But but I loved La La Land. Shoot, I think that was like my third or fourth favorite film. Who wants West Side Story? Nobody wants that again. The person who wants... The, the individual who wants that is... The same person who saw West Side Story however many years ago it came out when they were like 16. I you hope and it me, flops. Our, our, our generation's not seeing that film. But yeah, who's who's it for? Is, is it a period piece or is it going to be adapted modern day? I think it's supposed to be an adaptation care. of the modern day. I'm not watching it. Yeah. I'm never watching a Spielberg film again. That's a lie. That's dramatic. I mean, he probably only has a couple more in him. Yeah. He's how old is Steven? In his seventies, he's gotta be. Gotta be. But uh all right. On that note, I I guess that that's a that's a wrap on our most anticipated films of two thousand twenty one. Are you looking up his age right now? Yeah, I'm looking up Spielberg's age. He's seventy four. Still, still got plenty of good years left in him. But how many? Like he's worth three point seven billion dollars. So I'm telling you, it must be a passion project, you know. But you can't direct <laughs> Indiana Jones five. <laughs> well, you never know. Grow up, Stephen. All right, folks. I'm sorry, Stephen. All is forgiven with your. I, I, get, I didn't get mad at him when he didn't direct Jurassic World or Jurassic Park Three. <laughs> and you know what? Those films were all the better for it. I enjoyed them. But I guess he didn't create Jurassic Park. That's a good point. Maybe give it to George Lucas. Let George Lucas come out of retirement and direct a film for the first time since 2005. He's done. How, he's got to be worth. At least seven billion. Well, how much is George Lucas Wasn't, worth? Isn't he the? I think he's the richest man living in America. Like I, I swear, I read something. Now, granted, that was like a year ago. I think I read that. I think he is literally the United States' richest man. Okay, so Wikipedia says he's worth five point six billion. That's a lot. And they said Steven Spielberg was three point seven. Yeah. It's a lot of money. No. Honestly, I, yeah, there's no amount of money you could throw at either of those two men to force them to do anything. No, I was just kidding. I don't want George Lucas to direct. Shoot. I want him to come back and do Star Wars. I think that would just throw the whole world in a tizzy. The fan base would go bananas. They'd hate it and they'd love it at the same time. Anyway, this podcast has got... We're going off the rails. Way, way off the rails here. If I'll leave you with anything, audience is Steven Spielberg 
is a fraud. We need to start a petition to get him back directing. <laughs> or we'll boycott the film. <laughs> yep. Hashtag boycott Indiana Jones 5. <laughs> All right, folks. Continue to follow us. Download on Spotify. Um, any other streaming channel we might have. YouTube doesn't seem like the preferred destination, but nope. Apple Podcast? We'll see. Is that something that's it's an avenue? Spotify was very user-friendly. Spotify is very user-friendly. So they're being rewarded with exclusivity. Yeah. For now, continue to follow. I'd say hit that like button, but Spotify doesn't have one. So just follow us. I think there's a follow button on Spotify. There is a follow. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, that's a wrap. You want to tell them what we're working on for next week? So next week, we're going to be doing a deep dive into the critics every list you've ever seen for top films of all time always has this film at least in the top two or three slots it is none other than 1941's gosh i should know that i believe it's 1941's citizen kane but we're also going to be doing a deep dive into the new um bio biopic probably how do you say yeah make make which is essentially a, it's about the screenwriter. Yeah, it's the screenwriter and essentially the mad rush to finish Citizen Kane and like the creation of Citizen Kane. So it'll be a fun little back and forth juxtaposition between the creation of Citizen Kane and the actual film itself. And we will finally put to bed once and for all whether it is the greatest film of all time. Stay tuned. All right. I'm Nicholas. Thanks for listening. I'm Zach. See you later. See ya.